Good morning. It is Tuesday, October 13th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I hope your week is off to a good start. Today, we will finish the second chapter of Daniel. Remember, Daniel is a book with sort of two books within it. Chapters 1 through 6 are one narrative, and then chapters 7 through 12 are a collection of Daniel's dreams and visions. We will tackle both of them, but we will do it separately, meaning that after chapter 6, we will recap the first six chapters together before moving on to chapter 7. So after today, we are one-third of the way through the first half of Daniel. Let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is Daniel, chapter 2, verses 46 through 49. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and paid homage to Daniel. It commanded that an offering and incense be offered up to him. The king answered and said to Daniel, Truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. Then the king gave Daniel high honors and many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel made a request of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel remained at the king's court. Let's pray together. Good morning, Father. In a moment, we can change our minds and be perfectly happy to do so. But you, O oh Lord, are steadfast. You are unchanging. And in a wild and tumultuous world, you are exactly what we need. As we come to your word, let it be our foundation on which we build not just our lives, but our worldview. Teach us this morning. Amen. I really think that our passage today is amazing. Let's look at what is going on here and see what makes it so exceptional. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, a pagan king who has been conquering much of the known world, has just heard this young man come and tell him exactly what he had dreamt and then gave him an accurate interpretation of this dream. Can you imagine what Nebuchadnezzar might have looked like in this moment? Perhaps he was overcome with fear, or maybe his mouth fell wide open as his jaw hit the floor. But we don't have to wander. Daniel tells us that Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and answered Daniel, saying, Truly your God is the God of gods, and Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries. Nebuchadnezzar is a pagan king, yet he exclaims that Daniel's God is the God of God and Lord of kings. In this passage, we see that Nebuchadnezzar worships Daniel because of what Daniel's God has done through him. He even gives an offering and burns incense to him. So let's take a second to talk about Babylonian paganism. Their chief god is called Marduk, and even Nebuchadnezzar himself is named after the Babylonian god of wisdom. But Nebuchadnezzar calls Daniel's god the god of gods and lord of kings. Well, I don't believe this is a confession of faith. It is at least a confession of deity. Nebuchadnezzar realizes that the god of Daniel is on par or even greater than Marduk in the pantheon of other Babylonian gods. All because Daniel was faithful and obedient to his God, praying and receiving from God what was needed to make this moment happen. 
Nebuchadnezzar promotes Daniel and his friends over all the wise men and as ruler over the whole province of Babylon. God had raised up Daniel in this pagan kingdom because of his obedience and faithfulness. Can we see once again what this book is about? Daniel is a book about God's sovereignty. Daniel and his friends are the light of the world of the Babylonians. Did they make room for the Babylonian culture to influence them? No. Did they get intimidated in the face of death because of the authorities' wild request? No. My friends, as we go today and close out chapter 2, we have a lot we can meditate on today. Daniel is praised by Nebuchadnezzar, even worshipped, because of what God has done. And what was his response? Again, Daniel's response comes up. God raises Daniel and his friends to a position of power and influence. Why does God do this? And what are the benefits and dangers of such positions? How does this passage lead you to worship the risen Christ even more? Let me close us today in prayer. Heavenly Father, some days, maybe even this one, are rather unremarkable. Just a random Tuesday. But God, we come to your word. It is anything but unremarkable. To see that this young man, captured, exiled, torn away from his home, away from his family, all of his possessions burned, that this was the man that you used to make a king fall on his face and exclaim that your God is the God of gods and Lord of kings. Heavenly Father, as we look at this passage, help us to see the faithfulness of Daniel, the obedience of Daniel and his friends. Lord, we know that this book is a book about your sovereignty. But even underneath that, we see that in the face of that sovereignty, we have a responsibility to be obedient and faithful to you, to all of your commands, to all of your laws. Lord, to be in submission to the Lord of the universe is rather remarkable. So God, even on this Tuesday, help us to be creatures who live in obedience and faithfulness in a world that needs to see you. Just as Daniel and his friends were light among a pagan people, God, let us be light among our friends and family and co-workers today. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.